All right, Freedom Chasers, welcome back. Are you ready to tune into success? Today, we're about to embark on a journey that a journey that amplifies the art of podcasting as not just a medium of expression, but also a key to entrepreneurial success. Please welcome the host of Podcasting Business School, the man who's transformed the waves of sound into waves of revenue, Adam Shibley. Um, he's here to unveil how to craft a podcast that not only speaks, but also pays aiming at six figures with freedom of a three or four day work week. Um, dive deep with us into the rhythm of podcasting where voice, vision, and viability meet. Adam, so stoked to have you here, man. Thank you for coming. Yeah, Tim, I'm very excited, man. Anytime a, a fellow pod pal invites me on to share a platform and I get to talk about my favorite topic of podcasting and maybe even my second favorite topic of not working so much and taking a few days off. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's something I'm always getting pretty fired up about. So it's an honor to be here and hopefully I can add some value to your audience today. Oh, you definitely will. Cause I know your thing is going to speak to my audience very clearly. Um, so let's get into it. Um, why should just about anybody in the service-based world start a podcast? Yeah. So for me, there are a few different superpowers uh, with having a podcast that helps you separate. You know, a lot of people are considering: should I do a podcast or a blog, podcast or YouTube, and or podcast or go all in on TikTok? And to me, there are some unique aspects of the podcast that really give us leverage. And when you talk about freedom, I'm always thinking about lifestyle freedom, financial freedom, you know, things like that. And like one huge advantage a podcaster has is we can be the actual and literal voice of reason in somebody's ears as often as we want to be. And podcast listeners can consume that audio on the go while they do other things. And the superpower is that we have eventually, people get obsessed with our show. They hit that subscribe button as you all should for this show, for sure. Um, but we are able to insert our content into people's life routines. And that's unique to podcasting where people will listen to this show on a specific day, at a specific time, when they're doing a specific thing, and we are in that routine. So they're like, all right, new episode drops on Wednesday, and, and Wednesday at lunch break, I am listening to this. I got my my buddy Tim, and I'm, I'm seeing who he's got on the show. Like We get into that rhythm. We get into that routine. People do not consume email marketing like this. People do not consume social media like this. People don't consume YouTube content like this. Like A new YouTube video drops from Mr. Beast. You aren't like, I got to be... And there on Wednesday and watch this. I'm like, no, I'll list, I'll watch it when I watch it. Um, but it's not in that routine. And that's something that it's, it's really, really a huge advantage because marketers work so hard to get exposure points and develop expert positioning and create cool content that people actually want to listen to and react to. So the, the fact that we can infuse our content into people's lifestyles and routines. That's a huge, huge superpower. So uh, that's one thing. And then the other thing I always mention is the 100% open rate of podcast episodes. So what I mean by that is if somebody subscribes or hits that follow button, 100% of those episodes show up on their phone. So you know, if you are following this show on Apple Podcast, all the episodes show up on your phone. There's no filter. There's no spam box. There's no algorithm that weeds out what you think you should or shouldn't hear. And again, unique to podcasting where, you know, Tim and I are going to high five and fist bump and probably bro hug if 70% of our email list doesn't open our email because that's a 30% open rate. We're like, yeah, 30%. And that is depressing when you're like, oh my God, I just 
curated this amazing email funnel and 30% is, is good. Like that's terrible. So I love the 100% open rate. If you hit that, that follow button on a podcast, um, when I release a new episode of Podcasting Business School on Tuesday and Friday, you're getting that notification that drops out on your phone. Hey, new episode. And it happens every single time. So those are two superpowers of podcasting that where we have advantages over other forms of media. And I'll pump my brakes and let, let Tim chime in on this. Absolutely. I'm just providing some more superpowers to it, right? So, I mean, one tremendous advantage is you could reach out to people that you want to learn from, and they will often teach you a lot of cool stuff for free, and you don't even get to know. The audience doesn't even know what happens pre and post show. A lot of cool stuff happens, lots of collaborative opportunities. And on top of that, you mentioned blog posting, video posting, TikToks. Guess what? The podcast could actually serve multi-purposes in all of mm-hmm. those avenues. So it's one of those things that you can do almost everything you want to do with one medium. And not only that, but it could be a lead generation tool, which we'll get into in a little bit later. Um, tremendous stuff. I think your highlight of sitting through people's routines, it's such an important note. And I think this is something that a lot of people get wrong with podcasts because they're like, oh, we, we're going to be so tremendous on video. And it's like, look, you need to focus on audio first because that's where people are going to spend the most time with you. It's the, it's the smallest ass because you, they can listen to you while they're cooking. They can listen to you while they're driving to work every day. They can listen to you in so many aspects where if you ask them to, to watch a video, all of a sudden they need 100% attention. Um, so what other things do you think a lot of podcasters are, are getting wrong or they're focusing on the wrong thing? Yes. Oh, let's, let's dive into a few of my, my fan favorites. Um, and uh, <laughs> I get a lot of experience with helping podcasters correct things because one of the things I do on my show is every Friday I have a new podcaster, or my, my pod pals, as I refer to my audience, I have a new pod pal on, a new podcaster for a podcast audit. And I go through and I'm like, here's what I'd fix. That's going to help with your download growth, with your monetization, with your audience engagement. And the number one thing that if I have nine or sorry, 10 podcasters on my show, I'm going to tell nine of them that they need to alter or completely change the name of their show. Um, And it's always like, it's kind of the thing I'm known for now, but I've launched four shows now. And I've experienced having a show with a good name versus a show with with a not so good name. And we're all creative creators and we like to be all creative about our names and go, oh, this name is so cute and funny and whatever. But if there's no keywords, if there's no search engine optimization power, if I read that name and I don't know what it's about or who it's for, it's a bad name. I got to know what it's about, who it's for with no other explanation if you can answer those two questions and have a few keywords in there that maybe somebody's putting into Apple Podcast, you got a winner. And uh, there's a lot of stinkers out there and, and people are like, but I'm so creative and I want to create this cute name. I'm like, be direct and be strategic and be kind of vanilla with the name of your show and unleash the creativity monster with the content. When you flip on the microphone, be as creative and get people addicted to you and your personality and your, your interview style, your content creation style but no one will find it if the name of your show doesn't tell us what it's about and who it's for. Um, so that's the first thing I always correct. And I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be a complete name overhaul, but it could be a title extension. My favorite title podcast uh, name formula is XYZ tips for X, Y, and Z, or 
XYZ conversations about X, Y, and Z. And the X, Y, and Z are keywords. And if you can fill those spots with keywords that people are searching in podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your show's going to get found by the right people. Uh, so that's where we start. Then I move into the art uh, of the show. Another huge mistake, people put a big old giant picture of their face on there. And if nobody knows, like I, I got a big giant head, a big old bald head, and I could stick that. That'll cover up a whole square. There'll just be little edges around the outside. You know, I got that extra, extra large hat, hat size and, and the fitted caps. And that doesn't mean anything. Nobody's going to be attracted to that. So if somebody searches podcasting tips and podcasting business school shows up, but it's a big picture of my face that, you know, there are going to be 10 to 20 other images that show up on their phone. And my big bald head isn't going to attract, it's not an attractor beam for people to go, I'm going to go learn from this guy. So we have to have, you know, I like the, the, I always tell my clients to have the words be the star of the show. Let, you know, the most important words stretch across the image, highlight them, and then natural space will be created where you can stick your face or in the corner or a microphone or kind of dress it up a little bit, but don't use little tiny slim, you know, italicized font that nobody can read on a little tiny phone screen. Like I want, you got one shot, somebody searched your word and your image is up there with 15 other ones. What's going to make them choose your show? Because they're probably not going to pick two shows to listen to. It's probably just going to be one and they're going to start downloading episodes and you have to make sure it's yours first. So uh, those are two giant mistakes. that I love to catch people and correct them. And rebranding a show is, is a normal thing. Pivoting, retitling, adding title extensions. It's a normal thing. And, and you know, podcast listeners are used to that. So it's not like a failure. Some people you know, really beat themselves up about it. I'm like, oh my God, fail. And most podcasters have zero online marketing experience. It's your first time creating anything like this. You don't have any media experience. A lot of people start with no email list, no social media. So you're figuring it out. So you got to kind of give yourself some grace. Just t- hit the pause button and go, okay, I've been podcasting for 32 episodes. I'm getting seven downloads per episode. I've just heard from Adam that I probably need to change the name of my show. Let's work on this a little bit, rebrand it, relaunch it, and away we go. And the right people will be able to find you. So um, those are two big ones I like to correct for people, Tim. Absolutely. And it hits on a super important point that I think a lot of people are going to miss out, right? So not only do you have a clear name, you have what you're going to help them do, right? Like we help this person do this thing. So you have a defined topic. It makes people a lot easier to find. I think in retrospect, I love the name of our show, but it is a little bit too broad probably. <laughs> um, so it's it's one of those things where it's like you could get super creative. I think most people spend way too much time thinking about the name when the name is not the most important thing. It's actually identifying the audience, who you want to speak to and what you want to help them accomplish. Um, <laughs> it's really as simple as that. Um, very cool stuff. So obviously you're a big fan of monetizing podcasts and, and and taking your time back, which is one of my largest weaknesses. I don't know if I'm ever going to get over it. So let's get to that one second. Let's talk about ways to monetize a podcast. There's a hundred different ways, which are your top two or three, so to speak. Okay. And I like to kind of preface this part of a conversation with, like, I'm a service provider. I think Anybody that is an online coach, a consultant, uh, you have an online course, you've got a book, you want to speak on stages, you have programs, products, and services, no brainer for being a podcast. Like you have to get a podcast launched because it's going to help you so much. So kind of thinking through that lens of monetizing, 
a lot of people get into podcasting, whether they're service providers or not, thinking they're going to be getting them some me undies money and some mattress money and some athletic greens money. Like all the ads that we hear on all of our favorite podcasts, we're like, oh my God. We, we, our brain automatically goes like, I bet they're making, I bet they just made 50K off that ad. I know it. Like that, I guarantee Tim Ferriss just made 50K off that, that ad. He just, Lewis Howes, that meditation thing. He just made a million bucks. And people with these huge brands, yeah, they can get sponsorship dollars and things like that. But if you're starting from scratch, if you are email list zero, Instagram zero, TikTok zero, zero subscribers, zero followers, and you're building this from the ground up, there are much easier ways to monetize, especially if you're a service provider. So uh, I've got a concept that I call the podcast monetization pyramid. It's kind of built like the food guide pyramid. And we've got like, you know, five different layers. And the base layer of the podcast monetization pyramid for service provider is what I call a start anytime offer. And this is something that usually involves you doing some sort of coaching or consulting. And so it's like, you've got your topic. Here's the type of people that you help. You teach on this topic. And then you have a consultation-based offer that people that listen to your show can maybe do a discovery call with you, talk about working together. And they go, yeah, I want to hire you. Can we start now? Sure. Here's my consultation package. Pay me $2,000 or, or whatever. And like that type of an offer, you can start monetizing with right away. Um, I'll give you an example. And this is crazy because this just happened. And, uh, <laughs> so I, last week I launched a brand new show. I'm, I'm not officially promoting it until August 25th of, uh, two, 2023. So, uh, I won't, I won't name it just yet, but. Well, you can, if you want, cause you this, won't be released be out, by okay, then. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, it'll be a couple okay. weeks. Yeah, you're Outstanding. good. You, could, you drop it. You can drop it. It's okay. out now, actually. It's out Even now. better. Even better. <laughs> so it, it is out now. Um, so the show is called, and this follows my formula. So this is going to teach a lot of lessons all in one little example. So I launched a, uh, a show called Podcast Monetization Tips for Online Coaches, Consultants, and Service Providers. That's the name of the show. All right. Podcast monetization tips for online coaches, consultants, and service providers. So I launched it on Thursday last week. Yesterday, I signed up my first client that found me from that show with a $2,000 coaching package. All right. It took four days to, to make $2,000. And I mean, I, I probably have less than 200 total downloads in the four days. I have, and I have not marketed it at all. I have not told anybody about it in four days because I've got like a whole launch window and this marketing campaign I'm going to do on the, and hit my email list and social and all that stuff. I've told zero people about it. You know, I've got a hundred and 200 something downloads in four days. And one person just paid me $2,000 that found the show, used the show, uh, show notes to hit a discovery call link, decided they wanted to hire me. Away we go. And they found me because they were searching for podcast monetization tips on Apple podcast and my show pops up. So that shows you the SEO power, the naming power, but also the power of having that start anytime offer ready to go. So, and again, I haven't told anybody about that show yet and I've already <laughs> made money. So that's the power of what I'm talking about. You're having that, that start anytime offer people like that person binge listened to all the episodes I had available. They're like, yes, I'm ready to start. Let's do a discovery chat. Let's get started. And so well south of uh, 500 downloads, new, brand new show, making money. 
So that's that's a uh, an example. And then, you know, obviously, I've got a lot of experience doing what I do, and I've been in the game for seven years, so I can be pretty effective with that. So that's the, kind of the first baseline offer of something that involves you. That's going to sell to a smaller audience. Uh, if you have an online course or something that's evergreen and automated, that's harder to sell to a smaller audience because of it doesn't have the you factor in it. Like if it's because we all have those favorite shows. Like I love. Tim Ferriss, the Tim Ferriss show. And if he had an offer that was like, all right, you're gonna pay me five grand, but you get to work with me one-on-one. I'm like, I'm in. If he says, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna charge you five mm-hmm. grand for an online course, I'm probably not gonna do it. And just is what it is. So that me being able to talk to that influencer directly and get their input on my specific situation, you're just, you can sell that early and often and make money. So keep that in mind, coaching, consulting. And coaching consulting offers can be super simple. Like it could be Zoom meetups. It could be Google Docs sharing notes. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Voxer app for unlimited Q&A during the consultation period. And that's it. It doesn't have to have an online course or anything like that. Uh, You can charge more if you have that component. But uh, So that's where I like to start with service providers. Then we move up the pyramid uh, to a section that involves recurring revenue streams. So uh, we want to have some sort of recurring revenue streams going. And I like to have that ready uh, after our start anytime offer. Because a lot of times like, all right, coach, we've done this six-week consultation thing. Great results. What's next? What's, what, what's the next step in my journey? And how are you going to help me get there? So if mm-hmm. you have a membership, this is where you could implement group coaching, uh, a mastermind, that zone for that client that's gone through your signature offer, that consulting program, you can have them land there and now there's a monthly fee or a yearly fee or a quarterly fee or whatever. And you, as an online entrepreneur, I love this section of the, the podcast monetization pyramid because this is like the stress-free money. As long as we just keep those people happy, deliver what we promise to deliver, do our job. There's always a little bit of churn, people dropping out, but hopefully more is coming in than are dropping out and a base stays. And we know like, all right, like I've got... $5,000 a month coming in or $2,000 a month coming in. My bills are being paid. You know, that is there. I just have to do my job and keep that money there. I don't have to go out and find new money every month from that. And that for a lot of you or a lot of people that are, are trying to eventually go full-time in podcasting like I am or, or replace their income or just make meaningful income, that's a big deal. That recurring revenue stream is a, a big, big part of that. I, if I'm working with a client and they're like, I want to eventually replace my income and go full time. I'm like, I want half of your income replaced by recurring revenue streams before I'm at all comfortable with you going, let's give me my two weeks notice. Because like, if you got some online course or even coaching consulting, the heat is on to go out and make that new money. If that's your only revenue stream, like you got to go find new money every single month. So I like to, to build that recurring revenue. And I'm a big fan of memberships and masterminds where I've got a pretty cool membership that uh, we do really well with and people land in that. And, um, you know, shout out to all my download growth club members. That's, that's, uh, my crew and, and I keep them happy and we've got a cool community and, uh, it's, you know, it's a unique space where podcasters can hang out. And, uh, I even talk about it all the time. Like my, my wife and kids don't understand podcasting at all. Like they never have questions about it. They really don't know how I pay the bills or make any money. Um, <laughs> so when I like, have something to brag about. I can't even like brag about them. So I got to have a space to go. So if you can create a membership or a community where you have that for not, not only your people, but for you as well, like that's, that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, it's a pretty cool outlet for everybody. 
So that's, those are kind of the first two rungs that I like to build is like, okay, let's get a start anytime offer with you as the expert involved. You can sell that early and often as people graduate that let's build recurring revenue models with memberships and things like that, that people can kind of fall into. And that's a, that's an okay downsell. If you're talking to somebody like, Oh, I can't can afford the consulting, but I can do the $97 a month membership for three months and, and check that out for a little bit. So now I've got some options. So that's where I would start. And then, um, at the very top of the pyramid, it's, it's kind of like, uh, in the food guide pyramid, it's like, limit your sugars and sweets and things like that. That's actually where I put sponsorships. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's money on top. Like that's like, if it comes in it makes sense. Okay. I personally don't accept sponsors because I can make way more money selling my own stuff. And I don't want to talk about anybody else's stuff, but there are some brands out there like affiliate partnerships, uh, you know, some brand immersion stuff, some sponsors, you know, if you got somebody coming at you with a couple grand and you're like, Hey, I'm going to talk about their, their product for uh, several episodes. And I'm cool with that. That's awesome. But to me, when I'm thinking about business structure, I don't trust that because that's some other company that I don't control. They could go out of business at the drop of a hat. They could do something stupid at the drop of a hat that I don't want to be, then it's damage control for me. And they could, or they could decide to not advertise anymore. So again, it's, that's bonus cherry on top of the Sunday income for me. Uh, not let's build our, our business around this. Let's go full time around this because we don't control any of those variables. If, if that makes sense. Everyone who listens to our show knows Matt and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times you have watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. And the results prove this. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secret that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is why we have opened up a few one-on-one -on -one coaching slots with Freedom Chasers Coaching, where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are and where you want to go and most importantly, how you want to get there. Where you can get a plan to financial freedom that is completely customized to fit who you are, where you want to go, and how you want to get there. The benefit of working with Matt and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 successful people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten the inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We are able to work with you to pick the strategy that will fit the best and then help you create the custom plan and steps to take you quickly into financial freedom. The fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Total sense. Um, I totally agree with you, by the way. Um, not that I have this mastered at your level yet. As you mentioned, or you alluded to earlier, we're just making shit up as we go. And, and it's been a lot of fun <laughs> along the way because it is a creative outlet. Um, and you, I mean, anybody doing this for long enough, people truly committed to the process, you're going to find a lot of this stuff as you go, just trying things. But it's nice to talk to somebody that's kind of mastered. It. It's like, I've done this a lot of times. This is 
a system. And it's one of those things I tell people all the time. It's like, I'm building something without a system. Um, I'm just blazing a trail. And, and it's just figure things out as you go. As you mentioned, media is not something most people have experience mm-hmm. in, in, in marketing in general, right? So they're kind of go hand in hand, but not necessarily. <laughs> um, it's like for context, like I came from real estate and it's like, okay, I know how to talk to people, right? I talk to people every day. This is my job. Um, but it's totally different. <laughs> yeah. It's totally different. And then real estate marketing compared to actual online marketing, not even close. <laughs> Any real estate agent out there that thinks you're good at marketing, you don't know shit, um, <laughs> basically. And my audience is largely real estate agents, which is why you're listening so you can learn how to market. <laughs> it's just, I mean, really... A, like the majority of real estate agents, like I just sold this house. I'm so great. Who has another house to sell? That is their marketing strategy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And 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 the the growth process is crazy. Um, so let's talk a little bit about membership. And you did leave two strategies out, and I'm going to have to dial, dive deeper into those. But let's talk about the memberships because that's something that I started with and then we removed because I didn't love it. Um, what is a good membership model in price? And I love how you said it's a great downsell. It's like, oh yeah, I have this. And it's kind of like Harmozy says, upselling the downsell. It's like, oh, I have this $2,000. Oh, that's too much. Okay, 100 bucks a month will still give you some value. And um, what is a good price point? Um, how often do you coach in a group setting? Yeah. And, and things like that. Okay, l- let's dive into memberships. Um, so price point, just from my experience. And I've had memberships. My, my first show was in the weight loss space, health and weight loss. And now I'm obviously in the business space. So I've got two sides of the coin experience wise. So my general recommendation is if you are teaching people how to save money or make money, you can charge whatever you want. I mean, it is unlimited. Uh, I would start at $97 a month and go up from that. Um, if you are not in that category, you usually have to be in the $57 per month or less. Maybe if you're really good at what you do or really in demand, you can end up in that 57 to 97 range. So for my weight loss uh, podcast, I had a membership that I started at 37. I eventually built it up to 97 a month. And that's where I kind of capped it because it was getting harder to get people to say yes. And unfortunately, people are not as willing to invest in their health than they are in making money. Uh, so like they just don't see that return on investment. So if you've got a business, like, okay, great example. Um, my buddy, Scott Carson is in the real estate space. He's got a show called the note closers show, and it's about distressed real estate notes, which I have no idea what that even is. Like, I don't even know what that is, but he has a membership and this is how simple his model is. So if you're all in the real estate space, just like, look at this. So Scott, at last time I checked in with him, he meets up once per month. Uh, people, he's charging 97 a month, but he probably could be charging more, uh, in my opinion. So $97 a month for one group meetup per month. I think he goes like two hours. It's kind of like an ask me anything. And he goes into like note deals or I don't know, whatever it is. And he charges, he's got um, 400 people in there. So at 97 a month. So he's bringing in 40K a month off of one meetup. No online course, no Facebook community, no nothing. But he makes these people serious cash. And so they're like 97 a month, no problem. Uh, yeah. Like huge ROI on that. So it can be that simple. If you got something that you can really deliver on and, and people like, it just makes sense. Now for me, uh, for like my model with Download Growth Club, I like to incorporate 
uh, group coaching. I do small group coaching uh, every other week. And I've got an online library of videos that they can dive into that I, I rotate on a, 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 a three-month cycle. So uh, I focus on different aspects of growing a podcast. Like one month, we'll focus on social media marketing. The next uh, month, we'll do paid advertising. The next month, we'll do leveraging other people's podcasts. So we'll rotate those through with the video content. We'll do a masterclass with a guest speaker once a month. I just had uh, my pod pal, Brenda Mellorin, and she's a, a LinkedIn expert. She talked about leveraging LinkedIn for growing your podcast. So cool stuff like that. Um, and then we've got an app that operates like a Facebook group, but I, I, I build my whole platform from the Kajabi uh, service and they have their own little app you can create for communities. So I use that and it kind of operates like a little community Facebook group. We do challenges and stuff in there. So that's, what I do, and that's at a $97 a month price point for Download Growth Club. Um, but yeah, if you're in there, the smaller the membership, the more access they get to you live, the more we can charge. If you're teaching them how to make money or save money, the more you can charge. Uh, if you've got a really big video index, uh, like if you had some sort of real estate course and you had 100 videos in there or something like that, in addition to live meetups, then we can charge more for that. But those are things uh, that people tend to add into memberships. Now, some pro tips with membership. Um, one big one for me is when a new member signs up, I'm getting face-to-face -face time with them ASAP. Uh, so I book a 15-minute welcome session with all of them as soon as I can get them on there. And I walk them through how to take advantage of the membership. I've got a little getting started video series. I'm like, here's what I want you to go through. What are your goals? Tell me about your show. I'm just like, I got to add value. I got to plug them into the community. I got to start getting them signed up for uh, the every other week small group coaching because people with online courses, with memberships, a lot of people buy them and don't engage at all. They don't plug in. So I'm like, I will get them plugged in. I will chase their ass down if I have to, to get them plugged in. So I've got a fighting chance and they're getting what they paid for. So I really uh, act quickly on that. And then I offer up a fast action bonus where I go, Hey, you've got something out of this 15 minute session that we've done here to kind of welcome you to the, the club. Uh, there's a getting started video series that operates like a checklist. There's an actual checklist to download so they can be like, I did this, I did this, I did this. I want you to go through that series in the next week and uh, screenshot your checklist, send it to me. And then I'll add another 15 minute one-on-one -on -one with me. So, I'm spending 30 minutes with them total if they do all this for $97, which is way under my, my hourly rate price, but I'm getting them plugged in. And people that do those steps, they'll stay six months, nine months, over a year. Like some of these people are just lifers. They're just always there because I got them plugged in. So um, that's something that if you make that little extra effort up front, introduce them to other members, maybe attach them to some sort of mentor for their first month to check in with things like that, instead of just sitting back and going, all right, recurring revenue and let me count on my monies. Um, I think you'll be better off. So is that helpful, Tim? Oh, definitely. 100%. So, I mean, I, I love what you said at the very beginning there. It's like you have a rotation of videos that they can see that changes month or quarterly rather. Um, but that gives people incentive to actually stay for the whole year. Yeah. Right. Um, so you're thinking about lifetime value of the client. There is there, and you already alluded to actually getting, getting that dopamine spiking 
past the purchase, right? So <laughs> that initial hump is actually enough to carry you quite a ways as long as you're providing value. Is there anything else that you're doing there um, to increase the lifetime value of these clients? I mean, I do check-ins every Thursday. So, and that happens in, in two different ways. One will be a group email. And since we meet every other week, it's either an email about what we discussed and I'm kind of unpacking that. And every group meeting gets uh, recorded and saved. Uh, video goes into our library, but I, I set up a private podcast feed that they only only members have access to. And so the audio goes into the podcast. So that's another little perk. And it, it's I couldn't believe I figured out how to set it up, but if they cancel the membership, they lose access to that feed and they can listen to it in Apple and Spotify and you know, I'm afraid to touch it because I'm like, this is working. I'm never touching it again. Uh, so um, the, the the back office uh, on that was was a little bit intense, but we got to figure it out. But so every Thursday, I'm like, you know, the, here's what we talk about. Uh, it's uploaded as a podcast. It's uploaded in the video series. If we just had a meeting or I'm previewing what we're talking about or the guest speaker that we're having in the, the next week, so that's a group email. But then I will also go through my list of members and I'll be like, who hasn't been to a meeting in a while? And I start doing one-on-one -on -one follow-ups like, hey, uh, last time we talked, here's where you were at. Uh, give me a quick update on that. And also meeting next week, would love to see you there. I miss your face. Let's go. And so I do little little uh, touch points like that, putting in work. And again, like some people don't like to do that with memberships because they're like, this is supposed to be like heading towards passive. I'm like, there's really no such thing as passive when it comes to a membership. Like you got to get in there and show these people why they want to stick around. So you got to be willing to put in, you know, like maybe you spend an hour doing some chase downs or 30 minutes, you know, per week. It's not a big deal. And it means so much. Like every time I check in with somebody, they're like, oh my gosh, I've been feeling self-conscious because I haven't been to a meeting in a while. And it's just so nice to have you like reach out and welcome me in there and, and encourage me to get plugged in and all this and that. So uh, those little emails that I do, I mean, they, they pay off and they keep my members around, you know, and, and that's, that's the whole point. It certainly is. And, and anybody truly looking for passive income, I mean, it's there, I suppose, but it's never truly passive, never 100%. You could buy real estate, but you have to manage that asset, right? I mean, it's yep. not truly passive. You want to do passive in real estate, you could do syndications, but guess what? You're not going to get the best return. Um, so you get what you pay for, or you get what you put into it is a better way to put that. Um, and obviously, you know, it's in your benefit to keep these people for forever. And if you continue to provide them value and to give them reasons to say, guess what? At 97 bucks a month, it's hard not to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So cool, man. Transitioning a bit. I'd love to talk about marketing. Um, so what are some, obviously we don't have all day, man, but like what are two or three strategies that you think everybody with a podcast should be doing? Yeah. Well, the first thing I think about when it comes to marketing is we have to find a rhythm and we have to find a system and a pattern or else it's really easy to be like, I put out the episode. Good to go. Um, we have to effectively market that episode to our active audience. And, and to me, I think about marketing as in one lane of marketing is um, getting the people that already listen to the show and keeping them listening, giving them reasons to keep listening and, and to stay engaged. And then there's another lane of finding new people to listen to the show. So keep our current listeners listening and find new listeners. So to keep our current listeners listening, 
uh, I implement something that I call my 72-hour marketing window strategy. So a new episode goes out. For the next 72 hours, I challenge everybody to release five unique marketing assets to give your current listeners a reason to keep listening to your show. So that could be an email blast to your list. That could be a TikTok video. That could be an Instagram live. That could be a carousel post. That could be you know, a, a LinkedIn, whatever happens on LinkedIn. I don't know. Uh, so like five unique assets uh, within the first 72 hours. And the reason we, we packed that into 72 hours is that with Apple Podcasts and Spotify, there's this 72-hour algorithmic juice that happens. It's, it's with a new piece of content. It's like on Instagram. If you post something on Instagram and people start commenting right away, Instagram shares it to more people. Same thing happens with a podcast episode within the first 72 hours. That's considered new content. And if people are downloading, people are subscribing, there's activity on that episode. When your keywords are searched, your show will show up more often during that, that window, which is a good thing. So a lot of podcasters, usually there's two ends of the spectrum here, Tim. One end is they don't promote it at all, or that's really inconsistent and kind of kind of just whatever happens, happens. Or they will promote it over seven to 10 days, and they'll do a little bit over seven to 10 days. So I'm like, let's compress that seven to 10 day window into the first 72 hours, hit it hard. Instead of promoting one, you know, one asset going out Monday through Friday, put them all in there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, as soon as if you release on Monday morning, and then let's effectively market that episode. So that's, that's one strategy. Um, and if you aren't doing anything like that, just start with like three marketing assets in, in 72 hours or whatever, and just kind of build from there, do what you can do, make it fit into your schedule. Uh, I'm also a big believer in trying to find a focused social media platform. I primarily only post on, on Instagram. I'll do do some stuff on threads now, but I kind of consider that an Instagram extension because they, they connect and talk to each other. Um, but I'm not that guy that's going to be like, I'm going to post this and then do it on TikTok and, and, and LinkedIn and Facebook stories and everything else, because 95% of my audience is engaging with me on Instagram. So I'm like, that's good enough. This is how I have a three day work week. I'm not spending time on, on these like little 1% things that don't produce results for me. Um, so that's the, keep our current listeners listening, finding new listeners marketing wise, my favorite thing that I wish that somebody had told me, I'm not even sure this was a thing in 2015, but I started my first show in 2015. And if I had known this, oh my God, the first three years would not have sucked so bad. Like it took me three years to make any money, you know? Like I, I make these shirts that say your mom subscribes to my podcast and they're a big hit at like events and stuff like that. But my mom didn't even subscribe to my podcast in the first three years. Like that's, that's how bad it was. So podcast player app banner ads, they're so simple. They're so cost-effective. Uh, you can go, my favorite is the platform Overcast. So if you go to the website, overcast.fm forward slash ads, you'll see all the categories that are listed just like podcast categories. So there's news, sports, business, education, true crime, all the categories. And you can select and pay for a banner ad in any of those categories. And the pricing changes based off of demand. It changes every single day, but they will tell you um, how the projection on how many people, how many subscribers you'll probably get. It'll show you, uh, you know, if you can, how many taps and, and how many people are going to see the banner, they have projections. 
but then you pay for it and they actually track those exact stats. So I'll be like, all right, I just bought an ad in the uh, education category and I got 75 new subscribers to my show and it'll track all that stuff. And these are normally in the 100 to $500 range. These are not super expensive. So you can pay a couple hundred bucks, go grab a hundred new subscribers for your show. And for a lot of podcasters, that's like doubling their downloads instantly. Boom, for a couple hundred bucks. So I would have done that all day, every day. And I've been doing this for several years. And this is one of my number one ways to go out and kind of toss a fishing line in the water and, and get some new new people listening to my show. So as we always talk about guesting and stuff like that, like maybe on this show, hopefully some of you are like, oh, that guy sounds mildly entertaining. I want to go listen to his stuff as well. And that's well-versed in the and well-known in the podcasting space. I got to get on other people's shows. But these banner ads, I'm telling you, Tim, like they are a game changer. It's the first thing I teach everybody in my Download Growth Club. I'm like, here's how we set these up. They're super simple. There's no back end of Facebook. Like you have to know like ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics to be able to run a Facebook ad. And it's so frustrating and confusing. I'm like, Mark Zuckerberg, just take my money and go buy another goat or something. Like this is this is not effective. And a banner ad, my God, you pick your category, you get a sentence and a half of text to write on the banner. They use your podcast art in the banner and it's running in like five minutes. That's all you do. And it runs for 30 days and people that are actively listening to a podcast in that category, they see the banner, they click on it, they subscribe to your show, we're in their earbuds and that's where I want to be. So I love that strategy. Oftentimes, Adam, the simplest strategy is the best strategy. I think more times than most people want to admit, um, without question, and like even if you know the hieroglyphs of Facebook, I mean, is it the ideal platform to find podcast listeners? How, how many people are on Facebook to find a podcast? Probably very few, right? So that's the disruption game. Not only are you disrupting what they're doing, which is just scrolling shit, they're not listening to anything, um, <laughs> but you need to... You need to have good copy. You need to have good creative to convert the disruption into somebody that actually listens. Um, so I'm going to take you up on that like right after this show. It's like, why not throw a hundred bucks in an ad? As you said, it could very easily double, triple or, or whatever um, very quickly because you're actually getting people that listen to podcasts. Yep. And they're highly likely to continue listening. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, we're going to have to talk about your three-day work week, which I'm incredibly impressed in. Like... And you also specialize with getting podcasters to six figures. So I'm going to tie these together the best I possibly can. Um, how long did it take you to get to the three-day work week? And how, obviously, three days is a tight horizon. And six figures, we're not going to say 40K like the other guy. 40K is a lot of money. That's that's probably the top 5%, right? But let's say take $10,000 a month. What is a time horizon to get there and to start reducing capacity? Okay, so... To me, you know, we got to look at like chicken and the egg sort of thing. So to me, I had to start working less. I had to start fencing off my my personal days, my free days, my non-work days, whatever you want to call them first, because I was working 12 days a week. Like back, I, I was a, a gym owner. I had, a, I had 35 employees. I had 500 plus clients, brick and mortar, and I had a podcast and that whole brand was growing. Um, actually worked myself into the hospital like three different times. And I eventually started learning that I had to reduce my work hours. So right now you're working eight days a week. Our goal is to get to seven. If you're working seven, it's to get to six and have like a true day where you fence it off and 
not you're not working. And what I found when I started doing that was I was way more creative on the other days. I was way more effective. I was present. I was energized when I was able to unplug for at least a day. And I became addicted to that because the reaction that you had, Tim, when we were talking earlier about three days, you're like, I, I can never do that because I'm addicted to working. That addiction, the real, we all have it, but I was able to replace that with, oh my God, I've got this day where I can do whatever I want. And, and I recommend the first day that you fence off and take off for yourself, make that a typical Monday through Friday day, not a weekend day, because that way your spouse is at work, your kids are at school. You can sit in your underwear and watch Game of Thrones, like whatever you want to do. And do that. Start checking off that to-do list and re replenishing your cup, refilling your cup, meditate, get a massage, work out, go grocery shopping, mow the lawn, whatever you need to do, you can take that day and do it. And I got addicted to that. I was like, oh my God, like this is great. And I started noticing, I started off with Thursdays. I don't know why I just chose Thursday. Like Friday I would show up and I would create the coolest stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so just plugged in and present and creative because I shut off all that for a whole day. And then on the weekend, I was like, I'm so present for my family because I'm not feeling that bitterness of when do I get time for me and all that. Like I filled my cup on, on Thursday. I'm good to go. And I can be there. I'm coaching the teams and you know doing all the stuff. Date night, it's, it's for everybody else. So then I was like, all right, we need to clear off the weekend of any work. That was, that was the next jump for me. I was like, Thursday. That's my day. Saturday, Sunday, easy. I shouldn't be working on those days anyway. So I was able to fence those days off. And, and I eventually moved Thursday to Friday. So I was like, I want three days in a row of this without that little jump in there. And that was about two years. I, I did that. And then, re, and then just in 2023, I converted over to, uh, I stopped working on Mondays. And I was like, Mondays suck anyway. Let's not work on them. I'm really efficient. Let's, I, did, I wasn't doing that much on Mondays. So... I started scaling back. As I'm scaling back all these things, I realized I have less time to do crap that doesn't do anything for my business. So I started getting rid of social media platforms. I started getting rid of offers. I'm like, I have too many offers out there. I have to simplify before I multiply. And then I just started charging more. I'm like, all right, for this, you know, there's more of a demand because I have fewer offers. There's only like three ways you can work with me. And if you want to work with me with, you know, one-on-one -on -one consulting, here's what you're going to pay. And I jacked up my price and the demand went through the roof. I've got a wait list to do one-on-one -on -one coaching and consulting with me. Like I've, I spoke at an event. I had a woman that jumped out of the crowd and hired me and she's got a hundred million dollar company and she wanted me to help her launch five podcasts for her various brands. And I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> like the, the guy that, you know, in Missouri that sits in his room and is, and just works three days a week and in between, recording. I'm like making lunch for my kids and stuff like that. Like it's insane that that's something I'm able to do and that, that that person will pay what I asked them to pay. So I, yeah, I limited my offers. I ramped up my prices. The demand went through the roof and that's how I was able to get to that, that six figure consistently. And now, honestly, I know a lot of entrepreneurs like setting financial goals and I do too, but I set the goal of let's see how much money I can make only working three days per week. So it's not just how much money can I make period. Let's, you know, Gary V hustle this and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, what is possible? Let's, let's really get outside the box and freak some people out with how little 
can I work and how much can I make? And that's kind of the challenge I've, I've put out there for myself so far. Absolutely. And I think most of our entrepreneurs are drawn to challenge in some capacity, right? It's like that's half of the fun, especially in the podcasting game, because most of us are just making stuff up as we go. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the fun challenge, because you also know, like, 95% of podcasts never get anywhere um, and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, just being the exception to the rule is fun. And I love that. Like, how much money can I make in three days is a hell of a challenge. Um <laughs> Very cool, man. Our hour is almost up, and I want to be respectful of your time. Adam, anybody listening to this show, if they wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do so? Yeah, just go to my website, www.podcastingbusiness.school. So it's a .school URL, podcastingbusiness.school. That I've got a very simple website. There's only like three buttons. Hit one of them, and we'll probably be able to connect. And I like to hang out on Instagram. So if, you're, if Instagram is your jam, Follow me at Podcasting Business School and be sure to listen to my show wherever you enjoy your audio. And make sure that you, if you haven't done so yet, hit that follow button on this show. Give your boy Tim a little love and hit him a five-star rating review and go, man, that that big bald dude with that robust voice, that was a great episode. And just put put that in the comments as well and, and that'll feed my ego. I love it, man. Thank you, Adam. I love the shameless plug for me. I'll return the favor. Anybody interested in podcasting, please listen to Adam Shibley's show. I'll be checking it out. It's certainly pertinent to what I'm doing. But any of you out there, you should be thinking about podcasting as a marketing strategy, as a revenue stream, because I tell you, it's the most fun I can have creating revenue I've ever found. Um, there's really nothing close to it. And the amount of the amazing people you meet, it's just otherworldly. So check it out. Um, Adam, thank you so much for giving us a glimpse into your life and into your business, man. Yes, sir. Tim, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on to your platform, sharing your space with me here. And for everybody out there, thanks for tuning in today. All right, there you have it. You know where to reach them. You know where to go. You know what to do now. Um, So to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is accomplished one action at a time. So just consider the possibility because I am. Don't think about how much money you can make. But think about how much money you can make in a shortened time frame because we just made the challenge a little bit harder for you. Tell somebody you know that will help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 